in my mind, like I only sell done with you programs. So in my mind, like I'm not trying to sell like information in that way. Like I'm going to give it all away. I want people to have success. And then with that success, I want you to invest in me to be able to get to the next level faster. So. Hey, what's up everyone? You're listening to the man reinvented show. I'm your host, Scott Taylor. I'm a former door to door salesman who gave up a six figure income that I earned in just four months out of the year to pursue my passion of making a bigger impact in the world. This is the podcast where I talk with amazing people making big changes to fulfill their deeper purpose. Let's get in today's episode. All right, welcome everyone to the Man Reinvented Show. I'm your host, Scott Taylor. I've got uh, an amazing guy with me today, um, Rob Quinn. He has um, an amazing career. He teaches people how to grow an agency um, in digital marketing, um, Facebook ads, all kinds of ad agency type stuff. But he also he has a unique approach. He's a closer. He's a like straight like salesman. He's had, had experience in door to door and now he closes over the phone. Um, Rob Quinn, why don't you introduce yourself really quick? Yeah, man. Actually, you, uh, you hit it on the head. I appreciate that introduction and I'm really excited to be on the, on the show here. Um, so yeah, when it came down to what I do and why I chose to work with agency owners is because you know, I was at the Yellow Pages for a few years and I realized there's a major, major uh, opportunity or digital marketing, uh, I noticed how easy it was to sell like six figure deals. And I was like, Whoa, this, um, this is a great space. I've been in sales for a decade from business to consumer to door to door to business to business. And yeah, had great success being able to leverage my communication skills and sales and, um, things have evolved quite a bit. So, you know, when we talk about closing, like things have changed and you know how I used to close selling Kirby vacuums door to door $3,000 vacuums is an entirely different close. than I used to sell, you know, $5,500, $8,000 coaching, um, over the phone now. So it's just absolutely. Yeah. So you sold Kirby vacuums, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, <laughs> could you imagine knocking on a door trying to sell something? Somebody thought they would never need and never spend. And, uh, you only get yeah. one opportunity to do it. No follow-ups. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, that's a tough sale. So, and then, and I'm, I'm, so you worked for the yellow pages, huh? Yeah, man. I guess I just chose the industries that were the hardest to sell. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, Cause I, I watched your, like I was telling you earlier before I um, started the show, I watched your cold calling live on, on when you did that Facebook live, mm-hmm. and you were like, just dissing on yellow pages left and right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why well, I, I can now. But, uh, you know, I, I hit with a cease and desist by them at one point. And, oh, uh, yeah, and I'm sure we'll go into the origin story and whatnot. But, yeah, man, when they hit me with that after they supported me for leaving, that's what happens when people see success. They get intimidated by it. Uh-huh. And they saw that I, I scaled, you know, my business at 10K a month and the span of just three months, two more like two and a half months. And uh, they stripped it all from me. So I couldn't say anything about them for the longest time, but now that that wow. season assist has uh, uh, ended, yeah, the floodgates have opened. I can tell because it, yeah, it looks like they're the low hanging fruit, kind of like what you taught in that uh, in that video. I basically oh, fell yeah. asleep watching your video. I was watching it till about, I think about <laughs> thirty minutes, and I was just like eleven thirty, and I just passed out. But oh, it was good stuff. <laughs> so funny, man! That is so cool, bro. Yeah, yeah. So. 
really quick before we get into like your backstory, um, how do people find you? I know you said YouTube, your YouTube channel. Why don't you just tell people the best way to find you? Yeah, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. If you guys find me on YouTube, I put a ridiculous amount of content. We're uploading like one to three videos a week, uh, minimum to the channel. Um, everything from mindset to, uh, you know, sales training interviews, things like that. Uh, but in the terms of where else you could find me, you go to my Facebook group, S M M a six figure sales secrets. And we discuss so many different topics in there related to sales and coaching and consulting. And, you know, I define consulting as agency owners or coaches. Uh-huh. Uh, so we dive into that. But when you join the group, I actually give you a free gift too. So you get a bunch of free training and a seven day mini course just for being in the group. So, yeah, I, but, I was amazed. I got your little, I'm in your chat bot thing. So I get all your messages, like auto autoresponder messages, um, mm-hmm. through, through Facebook messenger. And you gave away this, like, guys, if you're in sales or like closing, or if you want to get in it, go check him out because go get his free. What is that? Like a, is it, it's like a membership website and it has everything organized. You have all the PDF downloads. You have like, I couldn't believe all the stuff you're giving away in that, man. It was pretty cool. Yeah, that's where I found mind, that video. Yeah, man, I pre- that is, that's cool. Yeah. In my mind, everyone should get that level of content for free because in my mind, like I only sell done with you programs. So in my mind, like I'm not trying to sell like information in that way. Like I'm going to give it all away. I want people to have success. And then with that success, I want you to invest in me to be able to get to the next level faster. So. Yeah, absolutely. I was blown away with that. Um, I signed up for it immediately and I'm in sales. I'm in closing. I closed for Steven Larson and Kevin David. And so I was just like, man, I'm always trying to like fill my mind with good information on sales and closing. And one thing I've noticed while I was watching that video, I was like, dang, this guy's got so much certainty like oh, I was, I I was listening to you, I was listening to you do those cold <laughs> calls and it's just like, you're just so calm and chill and you're not like speeded up. Like so many people do when they're on the, on the call. And yeah, dude, it was amazing. I mean, I can tell that you are a, a pro um, at what you're doing. So anyways, I, I appreciate it, dude. Yeah. Confidence closes and clarity adds confidence to the prospect. So if you can combine those things, confidence and clarity, whoa. Absolutely. Electric. Yeah. And when you're doing it over the phone, you've got to be very clear and slow down and enunciate correctly and use tonality to your benefit. And that you did it like, oh my gosh, I've been studying tonality and, and certainty. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, wow, what a cool, what a cool example of that. So anyways... It was well, funny you brought that, it's funny you brought that up though, man. Is it okay? Can I add to that? Absolutely. Go for it. You know, it's funny that you brought that up because I was in telecommunications for a while when I was 18 and did well in that too. But when we were growing up, man, and I don't know if you can attest to this as well, you know, because I'm 27, but I grew up in a more traditional sales environment with the sharks, quote unquote. Uh-huh. And the thing is, man, like it was all about tonality. Like we did everything over the phone. We didn't have these inbound, like we didn't have the internet and like this kind of stuff at our disposal. So it's so funny to watch the, these skill sets recycle because this is what we grew up on. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It was, are you, can you hear me now? My internet connection is unstable. I don't know if you can hear um, me. I think I need a hard wire. You now clearly. Yeah. So it's, it's really fun to watch this. Uh, 
Yeah, you're good. No, it's just fun to watch this, uh, these skill sets recycle because this is what we grew up on. But for some reason, like everything's moving to the phone again. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah, because people you know, are trying so to sell our higher ticket items and you can't do that in a funnel. You got to yeah, get it. Yeah, phone. exactly. You got to have that personal touch. So, well, well, cool, man. Well, let's dive into your backstory. I want to hear, I want to hear where you be- where you began and I want to hear some of the dirty stuff and the good stuff. I want to hear it all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. I'll tell stuff. you. Let's hear it. Yeah, man. It has been a crazy, crazy ride. Um, you know, really in high school is kind of where it started. I've been an entrepreneur for a long time. And I know a lot of people say that I've done the nine to five stuff too, but you know, in high school, um, my mom's always been an entrepreneur, but you know, when she went through a divorce, you know, my dad went through a, a really tough drinking binge and then like she lost all of her clients and, uh, you know, we were evicted cars reposed. So I was living with like on friends couches through high school or in order for our family to be together. Cause we tried to do that for a while as you know, my family was regrouping. We lived in a shelter and it was like really tough because I mean, if you want to be a, you know, somebody trying to grow into a young man or you're a parent trying to just make sure your kids have the right stuff and you're having to live in a shelter where you have a curfew where you're wow. served food on trays. Like I'm telling you, dude, life becomes different. Like you have a different perspective and blessings. Oh yeah. And, uh, so for me, you know, um, I was a part of all the clubs. I was the president of a lot of different clubs and stuff, athletes, things like that. Um, got scholarships for, for school. Cause I thought that scholarships was my way out, um, you know, for track and wrestling. Um, so what ended up happening was I, joined this program called DECA my sophomore year. And it's like a marketing program um, na- na- nationwide throughout the US. And the way it works is you go in, you learn different marketing skills, business skills, etc. And I was like, this is kind of cool. So um, then I became the president for that club uh, my junior year and senior year. And then we qualified for nationals, all this cool stuff. Um, so from there, I realized, well, this is this is all I like. I like this stuff. I remember she was saying, we need to have more people in this program. So they let us keep the program in the high school. And cause we didn't have a lot. I was a president of like four people. <laughs> so, um, from there I was like, all right, yeah. So I'm like, how can we recruit people, but make it look cool and get them to approach us. So we don't have to go out. Like we're these like people knocking on doors, trying to get people to change religions. Right. Um, so what I did, I was like, let's do some guerrilla marketing. All right, let's go in. I don't know. People don't really talk about guerrilla marketing much anymore because it's very traditional, old school. Um, so I was like, I bought everyone pineapples. I cut the pineapples in half. So it was half a pineapple. And we walked around the school with our DECA shirts on with half a pineapple. There you and go. people are like, yeah, people are like, why are you carrying that around? And I was like, hey, great question. Have you heard of DECA? And I explained yeah. why we were doing it and how we're able to think outside the box to be able to create outcomes that we want and to be able to make that controllable. And then, so from there, things kind of took off. And uh, when I was, so I did get scholarships for track. I ended up turning those down because I took a guardianship with my brother because my mom had to move to a different area. I wanted him to finish school there. So he stayed with me. Uh, I turned the track scholarship down. I stayed there and I was like, you know what? If I don't go, what I wanted to be after I graduated was either a personal trainer or a business owner which is technically still a business owner. So uh, I was like, well, I have no money. (laughs) So, and I have no degree. Um, I don't really know what skill sets I have. So I started stocking stocking groceries early in the morning. I went and um, I worked at a sunglass set and selling sunglasses. I worked at a GNC uh, selling supplements because it all kind of fit, you know, my little thing. And I was able to make like, you know, I think at the time it was like $6 to $7.50 an hour. 
Um, so I was like, okay, sweet. Yeah. It was like nothing. Right. <laughs> and then, so I'm working out at this gym. Cause at the time, um, you know, I had uh, qualified for worlds for powerlifting. And so I wanted that to be my thing. And I was cleaning a gym for free membership so I could work out there. Cause I only had enough to pay my bills and like get the food I needed to compete and stuff. Uh-huh. So, um, and at the time it was like the WABDL. It was, a uh, just for bench press and deadlift is what I qualified for. And then, uh, when that happened, uh, this guy is like, Hey man, like people like what you're doing with this weightlifting stuff. Like, would you want to be a personal trainer? And I was like, uh, yeah, I would. And, uh, so anyway, I started training. Yeah. I was like, let's go. And then he's like, okay, cool. I can't give you any of the leads here, but, um, there's a couple there's this guy that wants to do training at 3am. Do you want to do that? So wow. I was like, fuck, let's go. Let's just do it. I don't know if I can curse on the channel, but I'm going to. So I'm training this guy at 3 a.m. And then he haggles me down because I don't know sales. Like, I didn't want to sell people. I was like, man, who's going to want to spend $20 an hour with me? Like, that's a lot of money. Uh-huh. And uh, at the time, that's how my mind works, scarcity, right? And uh, so anyway, he sells me and haggles me down to five fifty dollars an hour. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Five days a week for three months. Whoa. <laughs> So here's the thing, guys. Um, and if you're listening to this, like take this away, which I didn't learn until years down the road, but you need to be aware of opportunity. And a lot of people would have saw that as a no way in hell am I going to wake up at 3 a.m. and then work three jobs and then still try to pursue my passion. Okay. You know, cause I was 18, right? Uh-huh. So I turned 19 and the crazy stuff started happening, right? All of these compounded actions started to manifest. And then at 19, I got nominated best personal trainer in the Northland of Missouri, got on the front page of the newspaper. They came and did the whole photography, all that stuff. And uh, then from there, the, the crazy part, I wasn't even a certified trainer. No way. And like, that's when people think that they need a degree just because it gives you this, you're tall enough to ride this ride in uh, society. It's a huge lie. And uh, so I got nominated best trainer in the Northland over all these people because what I did was I took my business card, I put my face on it, right? Because I was training at Anytime Fitness and then I put it in every Anytime Fitness and every GNC and every nutrition shop and every tanning salon and every health store and in every bank. And then what happened was whenever all the businesses voted for the best trainer in the Northland, the same way they vote for the best restaurant and the best bank and the best whatever, I was just the first trainer. I was the only trainer they knew. Yeah, your face was everywhere. They couldn't even... They couldn't avoid you. Yeah. So it was like, well, I have to pick somebody because it's a bubble. Like I have to choose someone Uh to hand in. So they're like, I know this guy's name. So they just picked it. So cool. Yeah. So then I ended up um, going in to open my own store at 20. This guy, like an Herbalife shut down there. And this guy saw what I was doing. He saw the credentials and like, you know, the momentum he wanted to, he wanted to kind of tag along on it. So he's like, here's the deal, man. I want to open this store with you. I think we'll do well. Let's open a nutrition shop. All right. I'll give you $30,000 and I'll be a silent partner. And I was like, all right, cool. Never owned a business. Sounds really cool. Uh, let's just do it. Sounds fun. So did it successfully tanked it in eight months <laughs> and I was 30 grand in debt. And it was so scary because like when I opened the store, once again, huge ribbon cutting front page of the newspapers, like, Oh, this high school alumni opens up store in his hometown and owner and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, at the time, you know, I had bought the new car and, uh, you know, all the stuff I thought I was on top of the world, everything you shouldn't do as an yeah. entrepreneur. Right. And at the time I'm thinking like, Whoa, I'm making like $2,000 a month 
like, holy cow. And nowadays I have friends that are making like 80 grand a month at 21 years old and like, you know, surrounded by millionaires. And it's just like now that it's normal. But back then, like 2000 a month, I was like, whoa, man, like no one can stop me. I'm rolling in it. Yeah. Like try to stop me. The universe can't even put gloves on and take me out. Like that's uh-huh. what I felt like, you know? Uh-huh. And then what happened was I tanked that and I had nowhere to go. So I went to Lifetime Fitness and, uh, you know, it was great. And then I made $4,000 my first month working at Lifetime. And I'm like, oh, I'm selling gym memberships. And I'm like, whoa, this is awesome. You know, I had a kid on the way at the time. And I'm like, at the time I'm 20 years old. And I'm like, dude, this is, this is it. Like I can, I can really do this. And if I learned to do this well, then who knows what could happen? I could make $48,000 this year, 20 years old. And then, um, I quit because it was too demanding. And then I went to go sell uh, Kirby vacuums. So that's when I went door to door to sell a $3,000 vacuum, right? To people that didn't need it. Right. In reality, interruption like sales, interruption sales are so tough. Yeah. And I'll tell you guys right now, I, I left after a month. Now I hit president's club. I sold 30 units. I made $10,000. It changed my life and my mindset. Um, but I quit after a month because it made me realize like, this is unethical and this just isn't me. Like it's, it felt degrading. I felt like I was like cheating people and like, I couldn't do it like ethically. So uh-huh. I left and I went back to lifetime, but now I had the experience of knowing like you can make $10,000 a month doing anything. And then, so I went into lifetime and then I did five president's clubs my first year, which is where you sell a hundred accounts in one month mm-hmm. and not accounts like a family of four membership is four units. A family of four on a membership is one unit. Okay. Uh-huh. So I sold a hundred of those at the most expensive gym in the country. Right. And I did that five times a year. I sold 1200 memberships that year. Uh, I made $75,000 at, I think I was 22 years old. And then I was like, Holy shit, this is it. Like I know this game. And, uh, I was like, I understand communication. I understand sales, but it was still raw. And then I had uh-huh. some amazing coaches come in and they taught me how to respect the numbers and to understand that, like, it's not easy till you've done it. And if you've done it, then you're capable of more. And let's find the gaps and how we can increase that productivity. Right. So they taught me these things and how to become a better individual. Mm-hmm. Right. How to become a leader and not a doer. Okay. Cause those are both very different. A lot of salespeople, for some reason, we wear this badge of like, if I go through all this turmoil in my life, right. And I grind so hard, then that we wear it as a badge for some reason. Yeah. You know? Can you feel me? Do you, do you ever feel that way? Oh yeah. Well, the thing is like you're grinding away, you're making, you know, 10, 20 grand a year, a year or a month doing door to door, but then you open your mouth trying to teach someone to do what you do. It's like, uh, uh, right. I can't teach. You know what I'm saying? I've, I've had that experience. You know, I, I used to manage and train, you know, sales teams and I had that experience from like crap. Like, how do I do what I do? I don't even know. It's just in, it's just in me, you know? Yeah. And they wouldn't promote me for that reason. They thought I wasn't duplicatable. And to be honest, looking back, I wasn't, you know, and, uh, they never thought I would be. So somebody came in and he noticed how much I was working. And he said to me, and, uh, it later turned out to be the yellow pages. But what he said to me was like, Hey man, what are you doing here? How much are you making? Okay. How many hours are you working? Okay. What if I told you that I could give you your weekends and your holidays And then you will only work nine to five. And if you perform at the same numbers you are here, you'll be able to nearly double your income. Would you be willing to make the switch? And I was like, what do you mean? Would I be willing to make the switch? Sign me up. 
Like, uh-huh. let's go. So anyway, before you know it, Did you know what it yelling. was? Uh, not at the time. And uh, so it was a really, really good pitch on his end as a director. Uh, so anyway, so I go in before, you know, and I'm working for the yellow pages. I knew before I signed where I was going to work, but I didn't know with that pitch. So I go in there and the funny thing is, man, is that, uh, this is why it's so important that if you hire a sales coach, which is why I love training people and they're done different fields. Because when I went to the yellow pages, they were going to fire me my first six months in because I wasn't making any sales. And I couldn't figure out why I wasn't making any sales either. And, uh, and, and they, I realized, and they told me I had one month to do $60,000 in sales, or are they going to have to let me go? And then I had to look back and reflect and think, oh, first of all, A, if I'm going out, I'm going out swinging. And I'm going to try to sell the biggest deals this company in this region has ever seen. And B, what was different before, right, than now? And then I realized, regardless of the industry I was in, I was always selling the highest ticket. In the gym industry, these memberships were $100 to $300 a month. And vacuums is a $3,000 vacuum, right? So I'm thinking like, what's different here? And then I realized I wasn't selling to the right person. I wasn't selling to people that had money because I wanted to sell bigger deals. So then I, right away, I called AMC Movie Theaters. And then I called YRC Freight. I called um, Tyson Foods. I called JCPenney's. And then I was like, I'm going to sell to these people. I'm not going to sell to local businesses anymore. And uh, so then I called all of them, got in with Tyson Foods, and then we ended up not closing it. Got in with JCPenney's, ended up not closing it. Got in with, uh, or Pepsi, they actually do everything internally, I found out. So they don't, they don't outsource, so they didn't even give me a chance. And then I got in with YRC Freight, which is one of 12 Fortune 500 freight companies. And they happen to be located locally. They just moved to where I was at, their headquarters. So I get in and within four weeks of cold calling them, getting past four gatekeepers and finally making it to the decision maker, I closed them for $108,000 in the span of four Uh-oh. weeks. And so then I was like, you just went whale hunting basically. Yeah. I just went whale hunting and I realized it wasn't my pitch. It was my people. Uh huh. So all they did was change my audience. So then from there I realized, Whoa, this is awesome. Can we do this faster? And then do I have to be in person? So then I started calling the same type of company in other places, which is what I teach my programs to where you take a success and use it as a launch pad. So I called these companies across the nation. And I was like, here's what I'm doing for these people. The market's big enough. I'd love to share the process with you. If you're interested, let's go ahead and do something together if you'd want to. How does that sound? They'd be like, yeah. So I jump in there and I close a deal for 5,000 a month in just two weeks. And you do this over Zoom meetings, right? You wouldn't go in person. This one was over the phone. Over the phone. So you'd go through your process and your step-by-step process with them over the phone? Yes. No screen sharing, no, no video at all? Nothing. I do now because I come to realize the, the necessary of the relationship building through uh, NLP and like obviously like just being able to be there with somebody. Yep. And, uh, but yeah, at the time, because I didn't know about that. I was at the Yellow Pages. They don't teach you that stuff. They're just like, go sell. We're going to let you go. Sink or swim, baby. So... Uh-huh. I didn't understand it, but now I understand it. I know all the intricate pieces that make you successful in that field. But yeah, at the time I just had the phone. So, uh, but then some, some stuff happened legally. Um, or, or we're breaking up here. Can you still see me? Okay, cool. Got you. Yeah, so there. some le- crazy legal stuff happened. Uh, I got involved in a, are you still there? 
I'm here. We're yeah, breaking up a little bit, but I it's think he's coming slow. back. Yep. Boom. Okay, cool. Yeah, so uh, you know, I thought I was on top of the world once again, right? Because now I'm making $100,000 a year, and I'm like, I'm 25 years old. I'm unstoppable. Like, I'm one of the best in the region. I'm getting noticed in the company. I was like, this is great. Um, but then, I, you know, I was in a really rough relationship, and then I tried to get out of it. You know, she was accused me of certain things. I went through certain legalities, and then my world collapsed. Mm. And uh, I lost everything. And I know some people say they lost everything. And I'm sure that they mean that by definition, but literally everything in my house was gone. I had no job now. So I was forced to leave. You know, I have two kids and I have a new, uh, a new vehicle, right? I just bought a Yukon Denali. So another new vehicle. So I'm like, Oh, so I've got, you know, this expensive house, you know, this quarter million dollar house. And then, or at the time it felt really expensive. And, uh, so anyway, I'm going through all this shit and I'm like, my world just collapsed. You know, I lost all of my friends, but a handful, which I'm still friends with today. You know, they rolled their wave with me. And I was like, what am I going to do? And uh, as an entrepreneur, one of the key things I've learned over life is that winners find a way. And, uh, and I had to continue to tell myself because people were saying all these things about me, right? And I knew who I was and everyone knew who I was that stayed close to me. So I had to do something. And what I did was I wrote down on two cards what everyone was saying I was and what I knew I was. And then I set both those stacks in front of me. And I said to myself, I have to pick one of these to live in, but I can't live in both. Yeah. So then I picked the stack I knew was true. And then I got on the internet and I, I of course, YouTube how to make money online and then, or how to make money. Um, and then certain agency stuff started popping up. First it was like affiliate marketing. There was Shopify and it was like all this stuff. But then I came to realize people are starting agencies on their own and they don't have a big background in it. So then I started an agency. Some of my clients came over when I knew I started an agency from the yellow pages and I built it up to 10,000 a month from October 1st to December 17th of 2017 to 10 K a month and reoccurring revenue. I was like, Boom, back on top of the world. See, I knew the universe couldn't stop me. I knew I could do this. Boom, like did it again. Like, what's up world? And then December 23rd hits and I get a letter in the mail and it's a cease and desist from the yellow pages. Oh and, man. And I, I thought it was a joke. I like, sent it to my attorney. I was like, yo, what do you think of this? He's like, well, I think that you should probably not do business with those clients anymore because they're gonna try, this billion dollar company wants to sue you. And I was like, oh yeah, no, that's not great at all. So, um, anyway, I had, I had another choice to make. I could drop all those clients, right. Or fight this billion dollar company in court. And if I drop all those clients, I either can start over or I can go work for another company. Right. So another company offered me, uh, they wanted to meet a manager, district sales team. It was like a quarter of a million dollars a year. It's pretty sweet gig, but it was a lot of hours. So, um, and at the time, you know, I'm, uh, what at this point, 26 years old, you know, a quarter million dollars a year is like a lot to anybody. And, uh, my family was like, take the job. Like, what are you thinking? Like, do it. And then in my mind, when I went in for the interview, cause they offered it, offered me the job. The first thing I could think to myself is nobody starts with their ending bid. Okay. Nobody starts their ending bid, whether you're in gambling, whether you're negotiating anything. So I, the first thing I ask him is how negotiable is that 250? And he's like, it's not Good question. Yeah. He's like, what do you, it's, do you think you're not going to perform? Like it's not negotiable. I was like, no, first of all, a, I know nobody starts with their ending bid and B right. Um, and B I wouldn't know if I didn't ask. Right. And he started laughing. He's like, yeah, I guess that's true. He's like, so we want to offer you the job. You want to take it? I was like, I need to think about it. 
So then I left and then I didn't take the job. I decided to start my agency over again. And uh, I started over just with cold calling because I didn't know all the cool new stuff that you could do with the internet, right? With inbound leads and whatnot. So I'm cold calling. I land my first client in January again, uh, but it was only for $1,000. And at the time, because I had no job, like my expensive apartment, because I live in the middle of a town center on the top floor, like, you know, it cost me a little bit more. My Yukon Denali uh, cost me a little bit more. My two kids and feeding them and taking care of them cost me a little bit more. So the time I'm living on ramen, my kids are living on macaroni and cheese. I'm trying to make this shit happen. I land one deal that stops me from like getting evicted from my apartment. Um, but I was still super in debt. Um, so the next month I used my same strategy. I took his results because I crushed it for him. And then I called other companies similar to his across the nation. I sold four more clients. And now the end of month two, I'm at 12 and a half thousand a month in 60 days in recurring revenue. Wow. I was, I was like, yo, that was fucking easy. So then now I'm making more than I was before the cease and desist. So then I was like, you know what? I bet I could teach exactly how I do this. So then I created a program. I started my YouTube channel around January. Or so of 2018. Um, and then from there, I just let people pre-enroll to a product that I, I built out called agency in a box. And, uh, and I came up with the names. I'm like unpacking in my apartment. I'm like, man, I wish everything that I had my agency came in a box like this. Like that would be awesome. And then I was like, you know what? Agency in a box. That's what I'm going to call this program. And, uh, so I built it out. I got a hundred pre-enrollments for the program. I picked seven of those people to, to do a soft launch. All seven people landed their first client. I closed their deals for them. I uploaded all those deals to my YouTube. You guys want to go watch them. Uh, it, I ranged in deals from like a thousand a month on contracts to 22 and a half thousand a month on contracts. And I upload those to my YouTube this way. People know like, you know, cause a lot of people that say they're the real deal, but I want people to know that I'm the real fucking deal. And like, I do this stuff. I'm in the trenches. I know business. I know sales, like check it out. So anyway, this does well. I launch it. And then I do my first info product launch ever on top of my agency at the time. Cause we're doing like 15 K a month now. And then I do a $10,000 launch for my info product in, in the, my first month without ads or anything. So I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is really fucking easy too. And then, so I'm realizing like the world is my oyster at this point. Uh huh. Um, so that's whenever things started to, and I started to realize collaboration is the new competition. I need to surround myself with people that are on the next level. Like I need to continue to evolve. And then before you knew it, we started to, I started to create a brand around sales and agency work. Uh, working with consultants and coaching and agencies. And that's where we're at now. And, you know, I'm on this, uh, on this with you. <laughs> so that's amazing, brother. What a roller coaster. And the ups are so high and the downs are so low. I mean, you, I mean, losing everything, literally, that's dang. I mean, people say that stuff, but they still have their house. They still have stuff, you know? So now what, what's, what I'm wondering is like, man, like, it seemed like you became a father when you were 18 years old, when you, you, are a guardian of your, your brother. Yeah. My brother at the time, he was a senior in high school. I just graduated. So you just skipped over all the, like the pizza and beer phase of like the early twenties. Um, I wouldn't go that far. I would say between 18 and 20, I was still in that phase, but my brother well, was kind of, uh, yeah, with the, with me. Well, I mean, it seems but like yeah. you had to grow up a little faster than most people. I mean, you know, kids that go off to college on their parents' dime and you, you know what I mean? Right. So, right. wow. Another big part of that though, man, for me was my goals. Um, cause I went pro as a fitness athlete, like competing on stage and physique competitions with the board shorts and stuff. So I went uh -huh. pro at 24. So like I can compete for money now if I wanted to. 
but I mean, it's just a lot of work. So my goals between like wanting to go pro as a powerlifter and go into worlds and then actually going pro as a fitness athlete and then wanting to be a millionaire before I was 30, like all the goals have honestly like kept me on track. And if uh-huh. people don't have a clear vision where they're going, then they'll have no idea what direction to take from the start. So I was very clear with what I wanted. Yeah. Well, man, I'm, I'm super impressed. Very impressed. So, Hey, by the way, do you know, Bart Miller? He's a, he's a bodybuilder. He lives over here. I'm in, I'm in big, Bart Miller. Do you know him? He's uh he lives in Rigby, Idaho here, but he's a big online marketer. Um, you know, he, uh, I, I interviewed him on my show, but he's a bodybuilder as well as a cyclist and owns a bunch of online oh, wow. and really cool guy. So I just wonder if you knew him since you've been in the bodybuilding, you know, business. Yeah. It's a small world. I'm, I'm sure that we've seen each other at one point in something, but yeah. if you follow a small world, man, Brinson, you'll, you'll see him around. So, yeah, well, that's cool. I'm, one thing I was really impressed with, I, I'm pretty sure just to clear, just to clarify now, you're now your agency, when you sell agency in a box, your team will actually close people's clients for them. Is that right? That is true. We actually uh, provide you with six tools to prospect, but here's the thing. This is where a lot of quote unquote courses go wrong is that that shit takes time to learn. Oh yeah. So, um, we actually, we also provide you with a cold caller that works at hundred percent commission for the first 90 days to help you get off the ground while you learn. Ah, so I this see. way they can book appointments and they book, a, yeah, they book appointments on your behalf with us. And I actually still close deals once or twice a week in there, but if I'm not available in the, then yes, my team will go in and close deals for you at hundred percent commission. And then we have a fulfillment team that will service those deals for you. So a lot of people ask, well, the fuck am I supposed to do? Are you telling me I could buy into this program for a couple thousand dollars and literally you do everything for me because we give you a website and all this other stuff for free. And I'm like, you still have to learn how to manage the client and talk to them and keep a relationship because yes, we're great with acquisition. We can acquire clients in our sleep, but if you don't retain them, then do you really have a business? Uh-huh. Absolutely. And and pretty much all you call it agency in a box because you subcontract almost everything out. So the, the person that would buy agency in a box is basically the, the owner of it that keeps the manage the relationship going and learns the selling process. Yeah, they, they can learn it. Uh, that's more for our, our upper level, upper level coaching program. If they want to learn uh-huh. sales, you got to track more properly, things like that. But agency in a box is like, if you're getting started and you want to own a business, want to be able to quit your nine to five in 90 days or less, like it's really fucking easy. You only need one or two clients. And so that's what that's geared for is to be able to let my team go to work for you until you want to be able to build your own team to work for you. Ah, okay. Yeah. Very intriguing, man. That's, that's such a cool concept. Like almost like a done for you system where you can kind of phase into it and, you know, learn some of the main things. And that's what I'm so amazed. Like I was watching your thing last night and you're like, guys, I don't know everything. I don't want to know everything. I hire out. How else are you going to scale if you have to do everything? You'll get stuck and you're just going to work and you're going to get to 10,000 and then you're going to burn yourself out. So super impressed. You're free. Yeah, man. Again. I love that you, uh, I love that you do your homework on this stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I, I just, I love sales. I love closing. Um, you know, I'm always looking to take it to the next level and, and I, I found you and, I, th- I think I found your name on, I did a Facebook post in ClickFunnels 
somewhere, I think. And I said, Hey, who's the best closers out there? And someone dropped your name. So that's how, that's how we got on the, on this interview. Pretty much. That's awesome, man. <laughs> the internet. It's amazing. It is. It is. And then I sent you a voicemail instead of a text. Mm-hmm. That um, was awesome. You know? I like those. So it's kind of a little hack that I've learned recently that, you know, people love that the personal intimate, you know, things, if you're hiding behind a text or an email, it's like, what do you expect if you're not trying if you can't get anywhere, what do you expect? You know? So yeah. Even bot open rates are starting to go down. So yeah, guys, listen to Scott. The world is recycling right now. Sales is recycling and evolving. And it's funny because it's not really evolving. It's more like regressing and recycling. It's more about that intimacy. Like you just said, you need to go in guys and personal message or hire a VA and personal message or bring someone on your team to do that because we have a team right now. We bring in 20 to 50 grand a month just from our Facebook group, right? And somebody like somebody DMs and contacts them and they just handle that traffic source of free leads. Wow. Yeah. It's like, yeah, anybody, literally anybody can quit their job in 90 days or less. And there's so many ways to do it. Mm -hmm. Now, now let's get into, let's take five more minutes. Um, I want, I want you to define your superpower in your business. I think I know what it is, but I want you to, I want you to outline it and tell people what all the other stuff, the 95% of stuff you push out and hire out to other people? Yeah. Well, great question. So right off the bat, you have to know your roots and your strengths and mine is communication. So for me, we have comprised everything we have from relationships to revenue all around being able to create mutually beneficial outcomes through communication, through effective communication. So that's been my number one skill set. Everything from collaborations to negotiations to hiring has all come down to being able to create mutually beneficial outcomes, making sure I get what I want as a result of giving somebody what they want. That's my superpower in business. In the terms of what I outsource, literally everything now, I have a team that I teach that does sales, they each handle different traffic source. I have a team that comes in that's helping me build and grow a Facebook group, somebody else to manage operations, somebody to tell me what money to save, what money to invest. I know that's something not a lot of people talk about, but um, if you spend a certain amount of money, it'll keep you under a certain tax bracket and you'll end up saving like 15% or more. I'm not a financial advisor. That's just stuff that we're learning and doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I outsource all of that. I, literally pretty much everything else, uh, customer service for the most part. Um, I try to stay involved if I can there. Uh, I still do all my lives. I still do all of my uh, video content. Um, yeah, pretty much everything else. So... So cool. I mean, for the solopreneur, kind of like I've been, I mean, I've been doing this podcast all by myself, like everything I do, all the whole thing, editing. I don't edit much. <laughs> I just slap yeah, yeah. it in there, put an intro, outro, you know, put it on YouTube, put it in Anchor, you know, put it on Facebook. But it, it takes so much time. And uh, I know that if I want to scale eventually, um, I'm going to need to hire people out and do what I'm do, I do best. So Yeah, so my advice to that, don't hire until you understand what that role is. And then this way, because A, if you want to teach it, you'll know it from A to Z, but also B, you'll know like what's not being done right or if it's being done at all. Because uh-huh. the, the thing where people trip up is they're so quick to want to hire a VA or a team member to fill a role for something they don't know how to do or that they feel like they're drowning in. But then it's not done effectively. And then you end up drowning more. That happened to me at the beginning when I started to hire and I went uh-huh. negative. There was a month that we did like, 
I, I think it was like in January of this year, we did like $43,000 and then I went negative $2,000. Oh, wow. Because I tried to use January as my month. I told myself like, this is the month where in 2019, I built on my whole team and then let's go. So I hired all these people and, um, you know, we started fixing a lot of that and we've grown our revenue quite a bit since, but, um, you know, at the time I did it wrong. Uh huh. You know, so you need to know like how to do it with each role you're bringing in. Yeah. Yeah. And I know there's like VAs over in the Philippines that will do things for like cents, you know, pennies compared to what it is over here. So, but so here's my outlook on that is that I started doing it that way at first and it was cool because it is cheap, but here's uh-huh. the problem with the Philippines is that they are not legally obligated to anything. Yeah. So if they want to, yeah, if you get screwed and they have access to anything, so you should only give out certain types of access, but yeah, they have access to anything. They get into your bank accounts. They steal from you. They break anything. Oh. I'm not saying that will happen, but I'm just uh-huh. saying that, that they're not legally obligated. Yeah. Crazy. Well, That's man, I work us now. I feel like I feel like we just we just didn't uncover the most important thing with it, which is your closing and sales ability. Um, but we're like forty five minutes deep into this. Oh, you, so you broke up a little bit on me. Can you say that last part again? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Can you say that last part again? I missed it. Yeah, I was just saying. I feel like we just we haven't uncovered like the most important thing that I was so curious about learning from is your closing teaching ability, your, your sales, but I don't know, we're 45 minutes into it. So maybe we should have a part two. I don't know, (laughs) but I guess really quickly, sorry, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh man. Internet sucks out here. So anyways, um, maybe if you can just give us three things, three takeaways that we can use in it, you know, for people that are out there that are in sales or in closing, what are three things that they could uh, try to implement? Yeah. Yeah. Right off the bat, um, when it comes down to trying to be the expert or trying to know everything, don't know everything, right? Go ahead and talk. And then if your words need to keep catch up to you, then stay silent for a second because A, it builds suspense. So the customer is still going to be like emotionally um, hooked, but your brain and your words are trying to catch up to each other. Okay. Cause if you don't know something, a lot of people say stuff like, um, or, uh, or they start to ramble. Um, and that stuff's just not effective. Like people can see through you not knowing something. So let your brain catch up, try not to talk through the unknowingness. And then when you do speak, you'll add emphasis to each word, right? It adds more power. It adds more clarity because when people, a confused buyer doesn't buy, so don't confuse them and don't make them feel like, they're not confident because you're not confident. Somebody told me once that, uh, Rob, why shouldn't you be confident in me if I'm confident in me? And I was like, whoa, that's kind of interesting. So I've lived by that. Um, so I would say that's definitely number one. Uh, number two would be confidence closes, like stay confident in what you do, um, even if you're not sure, right? Just remain confident. Even if you don't know the answer, stay authentic. Okay. You know what? I'll be honest. I have no idea. That's a good question. And then go to the next thing. Uh huh. Yeah. Because they're just going to laugh. I remember being in the gym, in the gym industry, touring this uh, multi-billion dollar facility, uh, for the sign up for a gym membership. And they, they'd ask me a question like, Hey, is this uh, handicap accessible? Like, will that chair go up and down whenever, uh, in the pool? 
I was like, you know what? That is a fantastic question. And I would just keep walking. <laughs> and they, yeah, they would laugh too. They'd be like, okay, well, do you have an answer? I was like, oh, no, absolutely not. But I'll tell you what, let's get you started. And I'll make sure I can find you all the right answers. Sound fair? Awesome. They'd be like, so just make sure you remain authentic as people see past the bullshit. Uh-huh. Okay. And then the last thing I would say is do not try to make people bow to your will. All right, don't be the salesperson that is constantly trying to overcome a million objections in a sale because that doesn't make you a good salesperson that'll make you unethical, okay? Anytime that you're having to force something on somebody so aggressively, and then it's even worse when people are really great at uh, eliminating buyer's remorse because that makes, I mean, that's a really important part of the sale, but really good salespeople that know all these tactics and force their will on people are the unethical salespeople and we're moving past that, that time, okay? We're evolving, all right. Authenticity and transparency make the best salespeople nowadays. So go in, make sure you present enough value, make it worth their time, make it worth their investments. And then just end the question with what would you like to do from here? Mm-hmm. And you'll be surprised if you've presented them with value that exceeds whatever that price could be. Right. Cause you should have already made sure that they understand it's not about the cost. It's about the potential return to be able to raise their level of thinking by the time you get to the end of the call. If you say, what would you like to do from here? They're going to say, well, we'd like to start with you. Like, what do we need to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. New world. Yeah. And, and what, I'm re- what I'm learning right now is they have to be certain about what you're telling them. And if they're not certain and you're not certain, it's really hard to get a, an exchange or to close. Exactly. Yeah. Do not force it on them. Like, just because you're great at overcoming objections, that you're not a great salesperson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And being yourself, I mean, I, I do two different sales and in one of them, it's just like, there's no script. There's no, I'm just myself on it. You know, there's, and it's crazy how, how, how fast and how, how high the close ratio is in it. Um, because I'm just able to just be myself and just, you know, have a just real conversation with the people when I get on the phone with them. Yeah. And as you become more, um, well-versed in business, you're going to be surprised that that is the way to go and how much faster you close. Um, the same thing with agency stuff. You know, we like to make sure they understand, Hey, if we could break even for you on the front end and we understand what your back end revenue looks like, and then you could find a way to track that with us and we could find the long-term returns. Would it make sense to do a six or 12 month contract? Seeing as how your sales cycle looks like this and your first purchase won't come for another 90 days. And then your next purchase comes around six months. If we did a 12 month cycle and we could project this amount of revenue, would it make sense to do this with us today? Yeah. They're going to be like, Oh yeah, that would. Absolutely. Cause now they have a 12 month expectation for returns. Uh huh. Yeah. So well, this that's has been just amazing. In business lingo. This has been amazing, Rob. I really appreciate you getting on the show. Um, where, why don't you just call out where people can find you? Go to his YouTube channel, guys. He gives away so much content. Just follow it and you'll become a better salesman, better closer. Yeah, I, man, Scott, I appreciate you having me on here. And I love that, man. Appreciate you and the kind words. Uh, yeah, guys, find me on YouTube, Rob Quinn, R-O-B-B, and then Q-U-I-N-N. Or you can find my Facebook group, S-M-M-A, Six Figure Sales Secrets, um, you know, we, we got quite a few people in there. Same thing with my YouTube channel. So I'm going to give out as much as I can for free. Cause like I said, I don't just sell information very rarely. I only sell done with you or done for you. 
So if you guys want to come in there, you're going to get a lot of free stuff and it will surprise you. Awesome. Awesome. Go check it out, guys. He gives a lot of stuff away. It's amazing. So um, we're going to end here. Um, if, if anyone is out there watching, listening, um, if you like what, what you're seeing, um, please subscribe. Um, give us some feedback. Give us a comment. Um, and if you know anyone that's stuck in a situation that they want to change their, their situation, they want to you know, reinvent themselves and become better and more in their career, send them over to this, this show. That's what we talk about here. We talk about sales, online marketing, um, but it's all really about growing, being more, doing more, giving more. You got to grow more if you want to do those things. So um, Rob, again, thanks again, brother. And uh, we're going to end it here. Thanks so much. Have a good one. Thanks, man. Yeah, guys, join, subscribe this channel. The best, the best are speaking on this channel. Subscribe. That's right. That's right. Check it out. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks, man. Appreciate it.